Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Kyle. I like the Nintendo Switch. This is Nick, and I guess I'm just a guy who said if you're going to make a big change, you might as well make all the big changes. And I'm Brent, and I will admit I was unjustified in not believing in the Triple Crown winner, conveniently named Justify. Um, so, yeah, so uh, the start of this episode is going to be a little bit weird compared to what we normally do. Uh, we start off with Nick, who's going to give a special announcement. This is, if I may, episode four. Let's go. If you could just hush up for one hot second, I'm, I'm asking Kyle an important question. Wait, are you serious? <laughs> this could be Kyle, a podcast you, moment. Would you, would, you please, would you please stand at my wedding? I would be honored to have you. Are you actually serious? Or is this like a joke? No, Why is this not yeah, a podcast? <laughs> we're, we're roommates. We're friends. We play games most nights of the week. I, I, I would be honored to have you stand at my wedding, sir. That would be awesome. I would, I would love to. I, I would be honored. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Made the, I made the cut. Oh, nice. <laughs> Congratulations. Absolutely. <laughs> that was a beautiful moment. Right? Yeah. You know, right. Kyle, in, in, in moments like these, you know, it's, it's if I can, if I can get up on my high horse here in moments like these, it's, uh-huh. it's, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of men would look for, for, for a good man. And I can I can say confidently that you know I've I've got I'm, some some I'm a pretty good men. man. I, I I'd say I'd say you're more than a good man, Kyle. I'd say I'd say you're a great man. Oh, but uh, but for for my wedding, I, I don't know. I'm I'm looking for. Well, let's let's be honest. I, I think we're Kyle. We are in the presence of, of not a great man, but the best man. Oh, the no. best one, the uh-uh. best. Brent, would you be Is that my you? best man? I would be honored. Whoa. <laughs> what? Heather knows? <laughs> I don't know. Heather Ooh. knows. No, why is that? Oh, Sarah. Sarah got read it out. Oh, I'm honored. I, I accept. <laughs> I imagine you're doing <laughs> no, this. I don't accept. <laughs> okay. Well, I already started recording, so uh, this is, I did uh, if I, I may, episode four. Let's go. So, uh, life updates. Uh, Nick, I think you picked out a best man. Uh, yes, uh, we are in the presence of, of the best man. And and um, a groomsman. I already knew. I knew yeah, a week ago. What? Kyle was like, <laughs> probably two <laughs> weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> maybe two weeks ago by now. Yeah, so Brent, when, when you were talking about like me potentially being a, uh, a groomsman, like, I already knew. For what? <laughs> yeah. I told you, I, <laughs> I I had a list, so I had this whole list. I was like, who are Nick's seven closest friends? And I could not keep you off of it, Kyle. So I was like, it <laughs> yeah, logically I, makes sense. Yeah, I already knew for like a week by the time you were talking to me about that. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, yeah. Did it play it off well? Did I lie well? Yeah, yeah. You're like, no, I don't think so. I don't, <laughs> it's only been two years. And then I, like, I was talking about There's Heather, no Heather way. About, He's got all his friends he always invites over. Like, there's no way. <laughs> I was like, look, friends. And Nina. <laughs> yeah, Nina. Nick always had like three or four buddies over. I'm like, ah, oh, he's really good friends with those. Like, I don't think I make the list. <laughs> uh so so I was I was thinking, I was like, well, he's only known Megan for two years and he's known you for about the same amount of time. So it's just like if he can marry someone after two years, he might as well groomsman after two years, like Right. Like, well, so I guess yeah, I guess if you look at it that way, like technically Nick and I met before Megan, but I mean we kind of like, mm-hmm. and we even like went on a a bachelor party before he really officially met Megan. So I've You're known like Nick for longer day, than Megan. Right? Yeah. True. True. Plus childhood, but we don't get into that. Yeah, Nick was a dick. I I was probably yeah. justified to that slightly, at least a little bit. Yeah, you were slightly annoying. I'll... Yeah. I can't claim one way or another. I've apologized. I don't remember it. <laughs> oh, man. It's it probably my fault. Oh, well. It'll forever be stuck in my head, but it was good times. Okay, I was good just times. like cowering in Brent's room alone with his Megazord, playing with his Power Ranger Megazord on my own. That's such a hard thing to be put into. As like, I don't remember how old we were, but it was just like, I have... My really good friend Nick here, and my really good friend Kyle here, and they're not playing together, 
but we're all together. Like, how do I pick? Like, who to hang out with? It was, I remember being very conflicted. It was rough. I also remember in like first grade, like me and Alan were both like, Brent, who's your best friend? Because we had a very big, I mean, I was super jealous because Alan was semi-new because he didn't jump in until first grade. And then I was like, Brent, who's your best friend? And you're like, Nick. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> who's that? I, I mean, I think that was definitely partially just a, you, you couldn't pick either of us. Does it go to our school? I was like, who's Nick? I don't even know who that is. How can he be your best friend? First grade Kyle well, was very, very jealous. I hope it's worked it out as you two become <laughs> Wait, other life, mature enough at this point. Other other life updates, I guess for me, uh my wife and I are actually heading on our honeymoon tomorrow. Tomorrow after work, uh, we're driving down to Chicago and then flying out of Chicago first thing Thursday morning to head over to uh Rome in Italy. So spend wow. a couple spend a couple days in Rome. And then taking a cruise over to Greece. And once the cruise get back gets back to Rome, we're taking a train up to Venice and spending a couple days there. So I'm going to be out of the country for about uh, two podcasts worth of uh, stuff here. So we'll, I'll see if I can get Wi-Fi at a hotel or something and call in for 35 minutes. We'll have to schedule in when I can, when that'll happen. I don't know exactly if, when that'll work out. If, if I may, we just recently got the whole, you know, time change is different. I'm in Seattle now, uh, different story, but like, how, how does that work in Italy? What's the time going to be? We'll, we'll do it central time. What, I'm pretty what are, sure it's plus seven, plus six or plus seven. I think it's plus six in Italy and plus seven in Greece to us. Cause we're in the Midwest Chicago time. So it's tomorrow there already. All right. It's going to be wacky then. You can yeah. just be so, It'll, so, be, it'll be good. I'm excited for that. Yeah, you get. I'll, I'll, I'll have to be like, oh, I'm free, and then I'll have to see if it's a reasonable time for you guys, and then try to text you guys. I, I have unlimited texts for our, our cell plan. Uh, we can do unlimited texts. It's just calling that screws us for extra charges. Oh, texts, yeah. you text is fair game. Name. That's good. You certainly have the uh, the bucket list locations as far as I'm concerned with respect to uh, Rome and Greece. Throw in Egypt and maybe Hawaii and maybe one or two other places. And that's, that's about the, the hot spots I'd consider going to. So no, that's awesome. That'll be fun for you guys. Yeah, for sure. I know my wife was kind of planning it. She was like, what do you want to see? Do you want to see this? Do you want to see that? I'm just, I was, I just want to see cool old stuff. As long as I see cool old <laughs> stuff, I'm going to be happy. <laughs> Is that like the, what, what are you looking for most? Like what, what old? I think honestly, the Coliseum is going to be sick. Oh, I was about that, to say that. That's my biggest thing. So in Rome, obviously the Coliseum, I think is going to be the biggest thing there. Uh, in Venice, I think it's just going to be the, in general, walking around the city and like, or a boat ride around the city, you know, it just, I think the Venice in general will be its own experience as a, as a city. I don't think there's any, like, as far as I know, I don't think there's any huge landmarks there where it's like, this is the thing to see in Venice besides the canals. So that's kind of what I'm excited about for Venice. And then for Greece, I just want to see the, like the Pantheon or the old, uh, uh, Olympic, you know, the founding of the Olympics, that kind of stuff. It's going to be, that's going to be awesome. Good choices. We'll we'll post pictures on Instagram and whatnot as we can or have internet availability. Apparently on the cruise, they charge you up the butt for internet. So it'll likely be once we get to the hotel and whatnot. So we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get stuff posted. Awesome. Awesome. And, And I guess, um, my life update i i took a kind of cruise of my own uh cruising a car across the country to seattle uh it's kind of weird to think that uh you know just a week ago from now i was in madison sleeping in an old apartment and now it's a brand new apartment new city uh three incredibly long days in a car it was um you go flat plane mountain flat plane mountain just over and over again until you get there but it was uh quite the adventure with i think our caravan had one moving truck one car or two cars four people a dog two cats lots of luggage it was it was very cool experience uh don't want to do it again but very cool experience (laughs) eventually we'll have to do it the other way 
just before this podcast, we were hiking a mountain. Um, and before that, we spent all day in the DMV. So getting the best of both worlds, I guess, <laughs> or the go. worst of one world and just kind of the logistics of it all. Very nice. Do you officially both have a uh, Washington license plates and Washington uh, driver's license? So we got the license plate. That's going to be kind of a bit to adjust to because I've been looking at the same license plate for the last like four or five years. Um, so trying to figure out which one that is, it's like, oh, is that my car? No, it says Washington. Oh, wait, no, I do have. You'll one hear the now. announcement over the thing saying, oh, so-and-so plate number has their lights. Ah, no, but that's no, not that me. can't be me. No, it has a Washington plate. No, that's going to be confusing. We have our driver's license, but they are a sheet of paper right now. I guess it's going to take probably a week to get the actual license in the mail. Um, so that's kind of exciting. I don't know what the picture looks like. Um, I smiled if that says anything. <laughs> Hopefully you look good. My eyes were probably closed, most likely, based off of every other picture I've ever taken. Perfect. And Nick, I think you have a, a, a mini uh, housing update. Yeah, you know, I, I, I started the year and I thought to myself, I might as well just make all the big changes at once. So... <laughs> Not actually, I didn't say that to myself at all whatsoever, but uh, yes, I've, I've proposed to Megan. She said yes, graciously, of course. Uh, so we have, this wedding, yes. we have this uh, wedding to plan and figure out. Um, we are going to be moving in the relative near future, and uh, we are in the last stages of buying a house. Our offer was accepted. However, we have the uh, inspection to go through yet, so... Some nuances there, figuring out the details. We're pretty confident that everything will work out nicely, but uh, just doing our due diligence and trying to uh, not get too excited and keep a, an even keel so that we can you know, go in with a, a critical eye and see if there's anything we need to be aware of before we uh, finish this purchase. So that's all horribly exciting. And yeah. uh, also the job interview I, I had went very well on uh, – Monday, I, I'm not necessarily looking to change positions, but going through the exercises, and it sounds like a, a good opportunity. So we'll see if uh, that pans out. I think I have. Refuse. I think I think I have one more phase of the uh, the interviewing process before there's a potential offer on the table for me to make a consideration. But um, it would be quite the year between proposing, buying a house, and even ch- changing jobs. So. Um, we'll see if it all pans out or how it all works out. It's, it's quite the adventure and it's, it's absolutely ongoing. Yeah. And, and if I may, you, you've kind of brought this all in a surprise. Like last week, like, oh, I'm kind of looking at a how, like we're just testing the market or whatever. And, oh yeah, I might be looking at other jobs, keep my options open. And now it's like, I'm in the final stages of an interview and I'm closing on a house. And it's just like, whoa, like oh, yeah, we it's, le- it's been a we busy legitimately week for you. Got, I got a text tonight. What is this? Like an hour ago? Oh, and I think I just bought a house, kind of, sort of. Well, it's not official. <laughs> There's still got to be an inspection. So I think <laughs> I bought a house, but it's not official. Papers aren't signed, so. Kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. That's yeah, my kind of, sort of bought a house. That. Very cool. oh, well, man. let's get into like one of the uh, topics topics, although we had 12 minutes of very entertaining fun. Um, my topic, uh, Nintendo Switch. Uh, first of all, best one of the best consoles ever designed and made. Uh, it now has Fortnite. Just if, released if I may, tonight, I uh, hash, hashtag fanboy. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. So I didn't have any Wii. Like I think my parents had the Wii. Never played that. I had the GameCube as a kid. I had a Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advanced SP, the GameCube, and I haven't touched a Nintendo system. I think I played the Wii like five times total at like Brent's house, and then. Uh, the Switch came out, and literally opening night, I learned about it, like the night it was released. And I was like, you know what? Looks cool. I like the thought. I'm going for it. So I literally just went there. I was like, I didn't do any reservation. I was like, if I get one, I get I get one. If I don't, not too upset about it. Don't really need to spend the whatever, 300 bucks. But if I, if I get one, I think I'll like it. And the Zelda looks awesome. I got that, and it has been zero regrets that this thing is like, it's the best console in the world. And it now has Fortnite. Yeah, I would say it's amazing. Uh oh, Nick, did you just lose Brent too? Yeah, he cut out entirely. Oh, my God. oh you're good. No, you're back you can, again. You're there. I, Don't, I shouldn't be. Oh, we told so, him to move from that one spot, if I may. <laughs> that one spot that always happens. So this, like Nintendo, I feel like the Wii was really good. 
the Wii the U, Wii U kind was of god awful. Plopped. Like I think there were some really cool concepts behind it, but it if I may had no was the Wii U not basically the same thing except just some souped up sensors? Pretty what, much. What was different with, uh, Brad, I think, you, U, I think you meant the Wii was awesome and the Wii U bomb. Yeah. But I, I mean, bomb, but there were some there were some interesting concepts behind it, but it seems like with the Switch they combined the lessons they learned from the Wii and the Wii U to just make the great game experience that it is. I mean, it's and the games that they get out for it's awesome, but everything about the Switch is right now like it's really cool. That it is. I know like I'm still an Xbox guy or a PlayStation guy. I like the original consoles. I, I, I'm I'm a huge Nintendo fanboy in the sense that I will always love playing a Mario and Luigi type game, uh, Kirby and all of their other you know big brands. Uh, which has there been a Kirby game for the Switch? There was. They just released Kirby Star Allies. I played the demo of it. It it's a standard Kirby game. I was never really into the Kirby games, but it it seemed pretty solid. It's definitely one of those things that would be fun with a group of people, but I, I just can't play it on my own. Like it's just not my kind of game. Yeah, I always I always feel really nostalgic when I'm playing uh, Nintendo type games, but uh, uh, as far as like more hardcore story based gaming, I've always really liked the uh, standard console with the even just the controller, the feel, the and it, whether it's PlayStation or Xbox, I've always been a uh, a huge fan of those. I was Xbox for a while, and then I've, I've I was on PlayStation Two. I haven't had a PlayStation since, but I've played on friends who've had uh, the more recent Playstations, and they're all fantastic. Um, it's it's interesting how they split with different games, but um, huge nostalgia hit for uh, anytime you can play with Mario and Smash Bros and Mario Kart and all the different characters. So, well, like that's the thing about the Switch yeah. is you get those AAA experiences literally in the palm of your hands and you they have the uh pro controller to make it you know kind of quote unquote more like an xbox it also upscales like on handheld mode it's like 720p or something like that and when you dock it it jumps up to 1080 on your display and so like it also says um like it has doom that's that's like a triple a game um it has rocket league on it um apparently red dead redemption 2 is going to be coming to it um skyrim far cry 5 is going to be coming to it skyrim's on it like it's got some triple a's on it that are you know fully you know you got the full experience so i so i always kind of thought like you know they always come with these new consoles and oh it's really cool and this is really great but honestly in a way it's the games that make the console if you develop a good game for the console the console is going to do well because I mean, you think about the Switch, you know, Zelda came out with it and Smash Bros and Super Mario Odyssey, like these awesome games come out with it. And it's like, oh, I want to play it so I can play these games. I, I think honestly, the like the problem with the Wii U is there weren't any great games that were like, I have to get this console for the game. Apparently so in a way, I feel like it's the game that makes the console. If I may, if, and if, if I may, I think one of the you main problems with the Wii U was that apparently it was really hard to develop for. So, you know, game makers didn't want to put in the extra effort for the Wii U when they get all the other systems for, you know, if they can get all the other systems for 95% of the effort and then the Wii U itself would take, you know, 30% extra effort in order to just get it to the Wii U. That's why a lot of the games just weren't made for the Wii U. Yes, if if I may know, uh, the one time you I may. did have a lot of thank you, a lot of success with the uh, my my father actually owns a Wii U. He uh, wanted to get a gaming system for uh, the two girls, and uh, that was a more family friendly setup. And I could kind of teach him how to play it, and that was what was out for Nintendo at the time. Um, so that worked really well for the girls playing those kinds of games and, and learning on it. And that worked, you know, there didn't need to be a ton of games. Uh, Super Mario Chase, I believe, or just Mario Chase. I think it's just Mario Chase was one of the uh, the best drinking games I think I've ever played. Um, yeah. I don't know if I've ever played that with you guys. But, with uh, the girls? Did you play with the young girls? Or? No, we did play Mario <laughs> no. Chase, but not the drinking game with the young girls. Right. Anyway, I had this system for them, and I tinkered with it a little bit, of course, as a gamer. Um, the one time we had a, a lot of success outside of the drinking games, of course, um, was actually when we had Megan join us. Uh, we had Megan play... Uh, while uh, myself and Nate were playing uh, a game of Mario. And what worked out really well is we had our individual controllers, and then the Wii U has that pad. 
And on the pad, uh, Megan wouldn't have to control one of Mario, Luigi, or the Toads. She would be able to be kind of this Overwatch position. And the Overwatch can essentially impact the game without actually being a character. So anytime we wanted something or we're going to fall off the map, we, we Megan would be watching and she would put a block into the world that would save you from falling. Um, and she could impact the world as, as kind of an Overwatch character. And um, it was fun for her because she didn't have to worry about the, the, the controlling of a character, the movement within the game. She could just kind of watch and, and you know, help out. And if we wanted to jump somewhere that we couldn't get on our own, we could have her build a flight of stairs. And it worked out really well, actually. I do remember uh, seeing that because... game for the Wii U. And that was, it was that game, Pokemon Tournament, and then the, it had a new Star Fox, and then the Smash Bros. That was, those were kind of like the four games that I'm like, oh, maybe I should get a Wii U. But I just, To I your know. point, though. To your point, though, the um, the the controls and, and developing that game, I can't imagine because essentially you have to develop a game, which yeah would be the same as any other console, but then you needed to have this extra dimension of of controls and abilities, which um, yeah would 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 make it very complicated. So uh, it's it's not all that surprising that it that it definitely struggled, but it, it did work out well for Megan because yeah she didn't move all that well just not being a gamer growing up having to uh, maneuver within the game run jump hop and look in different directions. So but she she had a blast uh, being the the Overwatch person and she was super helpful for us because anytime we wanted to get somewhere on the map that you couldn't regularly get she could just build you a stairway or if you were gonna fall she could you know build a bridge for you and it was it was cool it worked out well. Yeah, I know one of the other things that I saw that Tablet was well, uh, used really well for was in Call of Duty. Like, that was the Player 2 screen. So when you go split screen, Player 1 would have the main screen, and then Player 2 would then have the handheld screen. Like, that's a good mm-hmm. idea. That way you don't have to play split screen. You have a full, both would have a full viewing experience. Mm-hmm. So so if I may, we kind of got off the tangent. Nintendo Switch, or Nintendo Switch got Fortnite. And if it gets you, Kyle, to play Fortnite, then I'm all for it. Because I know historically <laughs> you've not been for it, and it would be nice to have you join on, even if it's cross-platform. So I don't mind Fortnite. That's... To me, I don't know. There's just not enough variety of stuff to do. You know, it's just the same thing over and over. Like, I don't feel it challenges me mentally. It's more just kind of like another shooter. I agree. It gets repetitive real fast. Like it's a great they do game, come out with weekly wrong. game modes. They do yeah. come out with weekly game modes, which are a bit entertaining. The uh, Thanos thing for Infinity War. All right, that was kind of cool. I mean, it was a nice mix-up. It was a bit, but again, it's the same kind of thing. Now it's it's unique in the sense that you can basically play Minecraft while you're trying to be the last survivor on this island. And I think I I have never played uh, Player Unknown's Battleground, but I liked. I liked how Fortnite worked, where you could basically play Minecraft and build all this different stuff and also have the shooter aspect that was fairly solid. I'm not going to say perfect, but solid. Yeah, and I know, like, because PUBG started as being just a super good game that people really liked because it was more kind of like apocalypse and um, just... Uh, it was it's a got different so many take. details. Yeah, it has a lot of details. And then, uh, the I forgot the, the name of the company that made... Uh, Fortnite, but they basically saw that they have their Epic, initial game, Epic which games. was like a zombie survival. Yeah, Epic Games. They had their zombie survival game. They're like, hey, let's just make this battle mode on the side, have it free. We'll you know throw it in there as a freebie, and all of a sudden that's blowing up bigger than the main game itself that they started with. So it's oh a hundred times, maybe a thousand times oh, in the micro millions. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. But it's one of those things that right the- now, I think Fortnite is popular. Number one, it's fairly simple. It's like easy to learn hard to master and then Mm. number two i mean obviously free is always going to help you but then also it's just the popular thing to like right now i think that's the other main factor i think at one point in time one of the twitch streamers had like drake or somebody's i don't know who it was somebody super popular playing it Mm -hmm. and capped it and it was like spread all over twitter and all the and all, all of a sudden everybody famous wants to be part of that and you know get a taste of that because i'm sure like people that are you know famous they're like hey i do like gaming as well on the side and if i can actually do something that helps me in my uh career and i get to game while doing it you know it's it's a it's a win-win so i think it just became the popular thing to like and now all of a sudden it's blowing up because everybody likes it Mm -hmm. and having subbed in the schools i 
saw it across the board from elementary school to high school. The amount of like Fortnite dances and references and talk. I mean, it was, I saw kids playing it on their phones even, which they shouldn't have been and got yelled at for. But, you know, it's, it's just, it's really the younger generation, like everyone's kind of picked up on it and it's just a big thing rolling downhill right now. It's, it's huge. That's the other thing is it's, it's a safe game. There's no blood and guts. Like it has the cartoony shooting aspect, but there's, you know, no blood. You get like little pinging cartoony numbers above the opponent's head, but, and then dying, you just kind of go down and then you you pass out kind of thing rather than, you know, it's not a killing game. So parents are better, are okay with it compared to like a call of duty or a, a battlefront. Yeah, yeah, looking it's, looking at it, that, it's it's kind of what like look, comparing like a music artist. What makes a music artist cross over, being from you know country to rock to pop to all the different things. Taylor Swift being the prime example. Well, she started with country music and was able to transition into more of a pop, and now she does a little bit of um, you know everything. Um, games can do the same thing if they take the right approach. What's going to make a game? playable for any generation you have these young kids starting out not that any kids or their parents really do their due diligence with respect to the um what's the mature 17 or whatever the rating is but um, if you have that you immediately cut off a huge part of your your market and i mean especially with games you're you're almost always selling to the kids i mean as an adult gamer it's you almost feel like a bit of an outlier there's not a whole lot of stories for you and you feel at times childish playing a lot of the games and especially like Fortnite, um having played that and being put on different teams as soon as you hear uh what's probably a kid who's 10 years old maybe maybe 12 if, if you're lucky if i mean not that that makes a huge difference um you just feel out of place playing those games but it's still fun if you if you meet the kids in our case and then as far as the kids playing it it's safe it's it's i mean yes this one has guns so that could it's be argued, but i looked it up yeah it's 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 safe enough where there's not blood and guts and yes you're shooting people but it's not horribly violent which maybe that's a problem and if i could get up on my pedestal and say games with guns should be banned or, you know, all games that contain any kind of a gun should be, um, you know, a certain kind of rating, but um, we'll, we'll stay off that one. But um, the ability wait, for wait, the wait, game if to I may, cross... If I may, back up there. So you would be personally a fan of all games with guns being an M rating? Is that your stance? It was kind of hard to understand your stance there. I, I'm not making a stance. I'm stating Oh, make that... a stance. We want to hear your stance. <laughs> if, I, if I have to make a stance on the spot... Um, if we're playing to the lowest common denominator, which unfortunately America definitely is at this point, um, theoretically there should not be a game that allows you to shoot anybody or, or use a gun in any way, shape or form that is not, um, meant for adults exclusively. Um, that would be my opinion, but I mean, the thought behind that being, and again, this is on the spot, so forgive me, but the the thought behind that being that if if you're a kid and you're playing games that have guns in them and all you hear is the cool little ting when you get a headshot, you don't ever connect that to actual physical real-life violence. And again, playing with the lowest common denominator, um, you have people who just think, oh yeah, I shoot someone with a gun and it just goes ting and it's real clean and they fall over and it's no big deal. And that's not, of course, the reality of the situation. Now, would I have been a fan of that growing up? No, of course I want to play those games. Am I a huge fan of that now? No, but if we're trying to protect people from themselves and with the non-existent parenting that exists with a lot of kids today, um, you know, maybe that's something to consider. But I didn't want to go down that path. Thank you if for I making may, it. Are, are you a fan of the Splatoon series or know what it is? Splatoon doesn't Splatoon. ring a bell. Brent? Yeah, it's so Splatoon's kind of like a paintball type game where yeah. they have a lot of the shooter aspects, but it's based off of like paint. Like instead of, you know, you shoot them with a little paintball gun. That, that, so Splatoon 2 is on the Nintendo Switch. Great game as well. But that game, it's a shooter. But uh, the the goal is to paint the map as much as you can. If you have the most surface area of the map, there's different game modes, but the main one is if you paint the most surface area of the map, you win. Obviously, if you run into an enemy while you're trying to paint the map and you paint them enough, they will, quote, I guess, die, get inked, and then have to go back to their spawn point, and then they are not a threat of painting over what you just painted. 
that ra- that game is rated E by Nintendo and it's from Nintendo. So I guess, I don't know what, what, what uh, I don't know if we want to keep going, but just an interesting oh, I, thought. There. Yeah. Um, that is, that is actually a very interesting thought. And it's not and just may, guns. They have like paint brushes that you whip around and buckets that you like shovel paint. So it's not, if I may, guns. that, that game would probably be just as good if you didn't have the ability to shoot the other player. If, if you didn't have the ability to do that. Now, I feel like I'm uh, being a regulator who's overstepping and pl- like making rules that are way over the top, but um, the way gun culture is perceived in, in America today, that's, that's, that's not something you want to teach people. That's not something that someone wanna has to, wants to have to answer a question to. Because, I, mean, I mean, take it to the nth degree. What happens when a school shooter, you know, the FBI is going through their files after the fact and the number one game they play in their spare time is Splatoon 2 and the gun they used <laughs> looks a lot like the the gun they, the that paint gun. That one souped up water used. gun. Yeah, well... <laughs> Whatever, whatever it is. The point, point up, being, super any super. any game that has an element of that, if you're if you're truly playing to the lowest common denominator, which is not a place I want to be, but it's the reality of it, unfortunately, um, it probably needs to be ranked or rated higher. Now, again, I, I enjoy these games. I love to play them. I, I absolutely, um, you know, grew up on them, and and I'm normal, but um, we're pretty exceptional, evidently. So, well, hard to say. I'm, I'm glad I don't have to make the rules. Okay, I got to throw this in there uh, for the water gun thing. In the 90s, the Super Soaker line was super popular. And one of the guns that my dad had and still does have is the uh, CPS 2000. You got to look that one up. That one, apparently, I I heard this stat. This is a Zaruba stat that uh, the majority of those guns, they're so rare because at least the first round of them, before they put a limiter on them, uh, a lot of them are in police custody because they were used in some sort of crime of injuring somebody else. Because the the super soaker was so powerful. Well, I'm sure that company got a lot of lawsuits. That's all I can oh, say yeah, on probably. that front. I mean, the thing is, though, is that you could make it M, and kids are still gonna find a way to play it. I mean, parents. Yeah, I, I don't. Think well. well, I guess if you want to go into that for a second, with the whole rating system, doesn't matter anymore. With the whole physical games not really being a thing, you can just purchase it online. Does M rating matter? Yeah, but theoretically, you need a credit card to purchase it. Now, if you have parents who are ignorant to the ways of children getting a hold of credit cards and running with their money, you've heard nightmare stories of kids buying things with uh, Alexa or buying things with, um, you know, on, on a certain website where they just go and you know, say this. Or I think the the Alexa story was a kid went and talked to the Alexa that was in their their family's house and said, you know, buy me a castle. So Alexa ordered a, um, you know, $200 or $400 like Barbie dream castle thing or whatever it was. <laughs> oh. and, and the parent flipped out like, what is this? Well, uh, the kid told Alexa to buy it and confirmed it. So Alexa ordered the number one kid's castle for Barbie or whatever. And um, you have microtransactions with all these games where it's, whether it's on your phone or Fortnite's a perfect example. If a kid says, Hey, can I, can I buy this? This game was free. It only cost me this. I play it all the time. You know, is some parent going to give their, their kid the credit card so they can go buy the newest skin or the newest dance on Fortnite. And of course, a lot of parents are doing it because you see so many players and, you know, have these things and all their friends are doing fun. A fun stat on the Fortnite mobile release for the phone was they were making several million dollars a day in their first couple weeks of of rolling out the uh, mobile version of Fortnite. So you have all those microtransactions, you have all that going on. Um, that probably gets past a lot of people. Um, I think the thing with the regulation is, you, again, playing the lowest common denominator, you protect yourself when you say, someone bought this game for this child. It wasn't allowed to do it on its own. It didn't just stumble into this. It's someone who can then be accountable fault. Now, again, that's a poor reason, but it's the reality of it, especially legally speaking. If a child becomes a nuisance or becomes a problem or, or has issues and God, this is way out of my scope. I have no business talking about any of this, but we'll I'll share my two cents. <laughs> just disclaimer I, I don't know what i'm talking about i'm not a teacher i'm not a professional i'm not i, I don't have a psychology degree or anything like Continue. that but hypothetically if a kid right if a kid is 
allowed to do something and their parents are enabling it despite the recommendations of society aka these these warnings or labels saying children under this age shouldn't do this then hypothetically more so than if you didn't have those labels the parent or legal adult is responsible of course the child's always responsible but uh, the, the adult can then feign ignorance or feign stupidity with respect to well i didn't know the kid could do that why could my kid do that well, no, the kid couldn't do this. You allowed it to. It, it takes the excuse away of, of them having obtained whatever it is. Um, that's, that's the point of those labels, and, and that's why I would see it very reasonably in the near future, given our current state in America, especially with gun culture, that anything that involves shooting whatsoever will be made uh, rated M. Um, but that was, a, that was a heck of a tangent, if I may. Oh, yeah, that was good. That was I, know, really I, I remember hearing a story once where this kid was bought like a couple hundred dollars worth of stuff on iTunes because her, her mom was sleeping and she's used her mom's fingerprint to confirm purchasing oh a bunch of stuff. Gosh. Wow. Point being, the children will always find a way. And yes, some parents will allow their kids to do it. And for the parents who, who don't allow their kids and they still find a way, it just becomes a, when there's a, a police investigation or a legal issue of any kind, um, it's, it takes an excuse out of the parents' hands to say, well, no, they didn't just buy this on their own. You had to buy them or buy it for them, or you had to do this for them. Um, whether it's an older brother who bought a game for their younger brother or mom who just bought the game and didn't pay attention to the labels or the warnings or whatever it may be. It takes an excuse out of their hands to say, well, I didn't know this, or how did he get his hands on that? I would never allow that. Well, actually, you did allow that because we have warnings and protections and procedures, but it probably never accomplishes anything. But just if my I speculation. May. We are on episode four of uh, If I May. And uh, Brent, I thought you might have had a topic. Oh, yeah. So episode four, and I was thinking, you know, we're from Wisconsin, and um, even though we might not be living there, or not all of us living there anymore. Something that's always been, you know, I kind of grew up with this guy, near and dear, you know, four important, Brett Favre, the four, you know, and you think the number four, all I ever see is Brett Favre. Um, and I don't know, what do you, what do you guys think about the eternal legend that is I, Brett I Favre? Got, I got a couple strong, if I may, I have a couple of strong thoughts about Brett Favre. Number one, going to the Jets, totally fine. Like, we're cool with that. It, I mean, he was going to retire anyway, end of contract. Uh, it's a team that could use his help. They weren't doing that well at the time. That's fine. Going over to the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's oh. that's where he lost a lot of fans. Second big thought about Brett Favre is, God, as Green Bay Packer fans, we are pretty damn lucky to have like pretty three Hall of Fame quarterbacks basically in a row. Small gap between wow. uh, Bart Starr and Favre, but uh, small. Well, this that didn't count. That's not part of Packer history. There, nothing happened in the eighties. Yeah, just exactly. Bart Starr, Brett Favre, Rogers. If yep. if I may, I believe the uh, the fun stat that we like to throw up during uh, any Bears game that we can is, uh, I think, for the last eh, probably coming up on twenty years. The number of starting quarterbacks for each team, I believe you have one Brett Favre, you have one Aaron Rodgers, and I believe you have uh, Matt Flynn thrown in there, and now you have Brett Hundley. So now you have, I believe, four starters for the Packers in the last 20 years, roughly. This is another, if I may stat, 20 years. Um, and then you had the list of of Bears starting quarterbacks. Of, of course, there's the best player to ever play for Green Bay. Uh, I mean, excuse me, for the Bears for Green Bay, <laughs> Jay Cutler. Oh, yeah, that, that, no, the, the joke is the top four, you know, wh who are the top four best quarterbacks for the Packers? You got Rodgers. In, in descending order, you got Rodgers, you got Favre, you got Bart Starr, and you got Cutler. Jay Cutler. <laughs> He's the yep. best quarterback for the pa fourth best quarterback for the Packers. Ever. No doubt, but you have, yeah, you have the, those, those list of the players uh, for the starting quarterback position for the two teams. And I think the obscene number from the bears was like 20 plus 
maybe 30. Sorry about uh, your fiance there or wife. Sorry. <laughs> I'm saying yeah. fiance for me now, but sorry about your wife there, Kyle, who happens to be a bears fan. She's but not I think exactly she'll understand. Fan. She's it. more of a Colts and saints fan, but uh, mm. she's not, oh, she's a, she's more not of a, better. Yeah. Eh, yeah. Nah, not better. But uh, she was more of like an anti Packers fan because of living by Chicago, but she, she's coming over. Oh, so how does she feel about that? It's it's more of those subtle uh, uh, things that uh, subliminal messaging, where uh, you know she's just slowly getting one over, little by little, and eventually she'll be an official fan. If if I may, everyone loves a winner, Kyle. She'll she'll come around, right? Well, now with us moving to Denver or to the Boulder, Colorado, I I can get behind the Denver Broncos. Packers got no beef with them. Like, obviously, if the Packers are on, that's who's going to win. But uh, I, I can I can root for the Broncos every once, you know, here and there when they're not playing the Packers. And you can't claim to be a uh, bandwagon fan. It's not like you were big when they had Manning on them. So you're joining at a time where it's kind of, uh, you know, it's related to your move. It's not because they're having a lot of success, although you uh, see that they have the potential to have success. So that's, that's mm, good. They need a quarterback, I've heard. They can- I don't know anybody on the team. I've heard they need a quarterback, though, since uh, Manning left. There's been nobody that has big potential. I believe they recently just picked up um, Case Keenum from Minnesota, so they should actually have a quarterback this year. That's slightly better than what they've had. It's a rookie quarterback, um, though, Nick, right? No, he, he he did pretty well for the Vikings last year. He, he was a big reason why they were as good as they were, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, poten- I know that they they were fairly strong in the wide receiver market at least when they won the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Nick, I appreciate that you left out Seneca Wallace. Um, that was a dark time for Packers starter history. Did he um, actually start? Unfortunately, so I. Okay, so what's what's that? Put the number at five. Oh, and May Scott Tolzine had. I don't remember. There was um that year Aaron Rodgers went out the first time. There was kind of a carousel going i don't know yeah. how they made the yeah there was like two year. or three i would say i don't necessarily fault Favre for leaving to the vikings i think the thing that gets me is how many viking fans are like oh yeah brett Favre, that was our quarterback that's our guy yeah it's right like, oh, that that's what gets me it's like no and to be fair it was also classic brett Favre to show throw an interception in the last game where it's like dude no. just hold on to the ball man like at that point, because the Packers were already out, it was like, oh, he might as well root for Favre. And he's got to like, yeah, come on. Probably the only time I'll ever root for the Vikings. Yeah, if, if you watch that game again, it's like, dude, stupid. <laughs> like, It's like the exact same way he went out with the Packers as well. Right. Where he threw that interception to the Giants. That's how was... it should have ended is with him go, at least going to the Super Bowl with the Packers that last year. Oh, uh, they had it too. But, I know. Oh, well. We'll get there this year. We'll get, what do you record? Do? You if need, I may, you need a non-hurt Rogers. If if I may, I I could not be happier about Don Capers being gone. I think Clay Matthews has one, maybe maybe two decent years left at middle linebacker, no longer on the outside, where he can be a utility. Otherwise, he's going to have to go the way of AJ Hawk and you know thank him for his service, thank him for his time. I'm a huge fan, always will be, but uh, when you get too slow. To keep up, the the NFL is is very unforgiving uh, for lack of speed. So, exactly. So, with that understanding, uh, couldn't be happier that Dom is gone. Uh, Really sad it took us this long to get rid of him. Um, Mike McCarthy had the uh, the comment with a "if I may" stat or "if I may" quote in this case um, that that he preferred the the devil he knew rather than the devil that he didn't. Well, the devil you knew had us being one of the worst four defenses in the league consistently. I don't know if that's better than the devil you don't know, frankly, um, but that was his yeah, approach. I, I, I will always hold that against him because we had some great players on defense and, and could not seem to put them in the right position to succeed, which is uh, poor coaching purely. So I'm excited to see what the, uh, in this case, I guess the devil we don't know can do this year. Um, Sounds like we have some cornerbacks, uh, maybe not the highest quality, but we've got a, a good quantity at this point until they all get hurt. But fingers crossed and knock on wood, that doesn't happen. And minus all one right. super, super awesome 87. 
We'll miss you, Jordy. That's, that's where it comes down to business. I, I, I think Jordy could absolutely play another year or two. But at the end of last season, that was one of my thoughts is whether or not Jordy was even going to be as productive as, as he can be. Um, again, the league is very unforgiving if you slow down ever so slightly. I mean, those guys are moving at a speed that none of us can probably comprehend moving that fast ourselves without a motor involved in some way, shape, or form. So, um, yeah, to, to even lose a step is is painful. Now, Shorty's got the height to make up for it, and certainly James Jones showed that even when you lose that speed, if you've got Aaron Rodgers and you've got the right chemistry, you can be a utility. Yeah, that's but, the other thing. If you have an Aaron Rodgers saying, he's my guy, how like that's the part where I don't quite get the release. That's a bit painful, yes. Right? It's like um, do you have an you have an Aaron Rodgers telling everybody, This is my guy, I like we will get the ball down the field and he's the go to guy if I need a play. Uh, you know, that's yeah. hard to argue against. Exactly. And you, you look at it, when Aaron Rodgers is gone though, it kinda took off the veil of, okay, well who's who knows what they're doing, who can play with anybody, or who's a who's a niche player and unfortunately Jordy fell to the ranks of niche player with with Aaron Rodgers now when you have Aaron Rodgers throwing you the ball and you're a niche player you're fine you're the best in the league well, that's the thing. no if, big if deal the Packers but... want to get in the Super Bowl obviously number one they're going to need Aaron Rodgers because the team as a whole is elevated by 25 percent with him on it you, you know compared to an average quarterback mm-hmm. you're going to need Aaron Rodgers and if Aaron Rodgers wants certain tools you give that guy certain tools True, but I I feel like the Packers gave him the offer. They said, "Hey, Jordy, we know you're not the same player that you were even two years ago. You're coming off of some injuries. This is what we can offer you." And they, I mean, they lowballed him, which sometimes works. But you know, Jordy did have the right too to say, you know, this know offer isn't. Yeah, the the unfortunate thing is that they didn't offer him a little bit better because he's a skill position and. I, I think one Jordy would be better than potentially three rookies, at least for this next year down the road. I hope, you know, those rookies pan out to be a better investment, but hard to say. I wish him nothing but success uh, with for Oakland. Sure. Did he go? Yes, Oakland. So he'll have a uh, car throwing him the ball, I think. Yeah, yeah. That could be that could be fun to watch. I'll definitely tune in for some of that. Uh, All right, so. Go ahead, Brent. With wrapping things up, our, our closing segment, I think I'll, I'll take this one. Um, I think the Super Bowl is a dream for the Packers. Um, and coming back to what we were doing earlier in the show, talking about um, Kyle being a groomsman and I being honored with the best man, um, I heard out there there's rumors that you, Nick, have a dream bachelor party. And my question for you is, what is your dream bachelor party? If I may, I want to throw in here that Nick pre-talked to me before. Obviously, I talked to you, Brent, about his dream bachelor party. And when I was talking to you, uh, you started mentioning things to do. And I was like, oh, this is like literally exactly what Nick was talking about doing. Yes. But but please, please, uh, please Nick, share. Nick, well, let's, let's make it easy for me. Let's not let's not go over the top and call it a, a dream bachelor party. Let's just <laughs> let's just throw it out there with uh, what would be a good time. And um, it was funny because I was telling Kyle and uh, Juliana was in the back listening, and uh, she's just like, "Oh my god, that sounds awesome! Can I come?" And it's it's nothing. It's nothing over the top. It's nothing crazy. But uh, and I know with you guys being uh, out of state now um, or out of the Midwest, frankly, um, it'll be a bit tougher to schedule. But the uh, initial thought I had was uh, similar to Kyle's bachelor party, get together, do some jet skis instead of uh, sharing one jet ski between the uh, group of us. I'd say just let, let's get two big ones. And if we have enough people, we want to rotate through on those two big ones. So be it, but let's, let's go all out on that in that sense. And I'm happy to chip in to, uh, to make that happen. Um, spend an afternoon doing that on like a Thursday, Friday, something like that. And then uh, once our shenanigans are done, I probably spend, most of the day. I don't, I don't know what the rental options are depending on where we go, if it's the same place or somewhere different, but um, get it in the morning, go most of the day, exhaust ourselves, do stupid things, play games. Um, and then after the uh, jet skiing adventures are over, probably uh, pick up a, a keg and some drinks and go to uh, Kearney and uh, 
at a hangout out there with uh, our group, have a few drinks. Uh, we can mix in some uh, four-wheeling. Uh, if we're not drinking, we can mix in some shooting as well, potentially. We'll do the shooting um, first. Ultimately, yeah. Plus you want to light out for that. Do that and then, yeah, lock those up afterward. But, uh, you know, go through go through those those motions, enjoy the carny area. Hopefully it'd be during some sort of a sporting event so that we could actually just chill out in the living room and watch TV and drink some beers up there and mix in some, some yard games or some cards, depending on the time of year, what the options are. But um, hanging out, having a few beers, and certainly uh, the, the bachelor party itself could just be like the day we do the jet ski stuff and have the guys event. And then uh, especially given that you have your wives traveling with you most likely, um, and they'll have to organize their bachelorette party. We could all potentially meet at Kearney and uh, hang out up there. And it's like a bunkhouse upstairs. So that would work pretty well for everyone to stay there anyway. So just a thought um, that would work. That would work well. I'm not looking for the, uh, the movie bachelor party where there's strippers and all the other crazy nonsense and cocaine and drugs. Um, all sounds very interesting, but not my style. So we're going to stay off that. You definitely, a, definitely strike me as a cocaine a few, guy, Nick. Yeah. Strike uh, like cocaine. A few, a few drinks and hanging out with some friends, throw in something special like jet skiing and then just hang out and be in the UP. And that's, that's pretty good. It's a pretty good weekend in my mind. If I may, Kyle, did I not pretty much hit that to a T? Almost but exactly. I, You're like, let's do something. I, we can do fun, something fun during the day and then like go up to Carney and shoot guns and drink and whatnot and hang out. That was like almost Brent's exact words. That'll work. I'll just take that. It's a plus one. So we'll me, consider your input, uh, Nick, or Brent will consider your input. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll write it down. Or we'll save it on podcast. I'll just re-listen to this. Yeah, there you go. Huh? Well, that was uh, episode four of If I May. Hope everybody enjoyed. Uh, we'll be coming out with a new episode every Thursday. Uh, if we don't, because well, I'll be in my honeymoon, obviously we'll try to record at some point in time. So next week might be a little wonky as far as uh, upload time. Uh, again, you can find us on Anchor and YouTube. Uh, working, I, I did work on the back, in the background on getting a different uh, method of getting us onto iTunes and Google Play because uh, Anchor was kind of uh, failing us a little bit. So uh, if Anchor doesn't work out in the next week or two, when I get back from my honeymoon, we'll uh, swap over uh, RSS feed providers and uh, get something else going, even if we have to pay for it a little bit. Uh, Does someone have to pay to listen to us to, on iTunes? No, 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 no. It would be free for I. It would be free for all the listeners. Okay, good. No, no, no. We wouldn't have anybody pay to have to listen I said, to us. Nobody, nobody wants to pay to listen to us. That's, no, no, definitely not. <laughs> no, I don't think so. We're not, we're not worth that kind of time and money. <laughs> no, not at this point. Not worth it. Uh, Are there even paid podcasts out there anymore? Uh, well, there's, I mean, there's advertising no, that you pay for the podcast. I don't think so. Uh, the closest thing I know of, I know some podcasts will do like a Patreon and do like an extra episode somewhere throughout the week for only the Patreon people to listen to. So I, that's the only thing I can think of. Otherwise, as far as the main podcast, that's always typically uh, free at this point in time. Oh, that's it. We start a new niche, the paid pa- podcast. No, Exclusive. there will be. If you I come may, to us and you pay money. There will be no us. niche. There will be no paid. <laughs> We're an average podcast here at best. No. At best. <laughs> that, right, that was episode four. Fair. I'll catch you guys later.